Hello, and welcome to PW KidsCast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Settlers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with siblings Jennifer Elholm and Matthew Holm about their new series, Baby Mouse, Tales from the Locker, which brings their best-selling graphic novel character to a slightly older audience. In the first book, Lights, Camera, Middle School, Baby Mouse decides that joining her school's film club is just the thing to propel her dreams of stardom, but it turns out that directing an epic feature film isn't as easy as she expected, especially when the budget is zero. The book arrives in July from Random House, which is sponsoring this podcast. Matthew Holm has collaborated with his sister on 20 Baby Mouse books, the Squish series, as well as the graphic novel Sunnyside Up and the board books I'm Grumpy and I'm Sunny. He's also the co-author, with Jonathan Follett, of the middle grade novel Marvin and the Moths. Thanks for speaking with me, Matthew. Thank you. Great to talk to you. And in addition to the books that she's created with her brother, Jennifer Elholm is a three-time Newbery honoree for Our Only May Amelia, Penny from Heaven, and Turtle in Paradise. Thank you for being here, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. So Jennifer, I'll start with you, I guess. Um, just last fall, you and your brother released the first Baby Mouse picture book, which was Little Baby Mouse and the Christmas Cupcake. And now you're taking the series in another direction. You know, we're, we're 20 books into the series, and now suddenly we're seeing uh, some new directions for, for Baby Mouse. Can you talk about the thinking behind uh, those changes? Yeah, for sure. Well, 20 books was a long uh, a run, I think, for a series. Baby Mouse has been in elementary school now for the equivalent of 20 years in book time, <laughs> which when I talk to kids, they uh, moan, of course. And I think what we're we're trying um, and getting a feel for is that our Baby Mouse audience has, we've had about two generations of kids grow up on Baby Mouse because the series first came out in 2005. And in addition to our core Baby Mouse audience, which picks up, I would say, in first grade, it's first to six is our solid core we have sort of two tag groups and one is that we see a lot at signings is the main readers come to our signings and they're bringing their siblings, their younger siblings. And so that was sort of the inspiration for doing um, the baby mouse picture book to give something to the little siblings so that they can enjoy baby mouse as well. And then moving to the middle grade series is a bit more of a logical move for the character in that she has been in elementary school for a long time. We have watched all of our fans grow up They've been asking us what happens to her, you know, what happens when she goes into middle school, because that is a really key area in kids' lives when things change. And so it seemed pretty natural to spin it off towards middle school. Uh, Matthew, can you talk a little bit about what the division of labor is like for these books? You know, how do you guys, um, has your process stayed the same kind of throughout the, the process of working on the series? And was it at all different for this book? Uh, this book was a little different. Our, our normal process, which Jenny and I developed with the folks at Random House kind of to, uh, to enable us to get all the work done, essentially, because graphic novels are a lot more work than most people would anticipate. Uh, they seem really simple, but there's just a tremendous amount of labor. Uh, you have to work out the story first, and then you have to really think about how the visuals all go together and then execute them all. So that execution process takes probably the longest, just sheer number of hours to, to finish. So Jenny and I worked out a system where she would do the first draft. I'd go and edit it. We'd, you know, send it through our editors. Then, um, I would do thumbnail sketches, which are, you know, pencil sketches that were very disjointed, uh, you know, not really thinking about what the page layout would look like yet. And then she would take those and then assemble them into page layouts for me. And then I would redraw the comic and do the final art based on her page layouts. 
that that's worked really well for a traditional graphic novel. Uh, for for this book, it was a little bit different um, because it's more of a novel uh, because it's a, it's a hybrid. It's a mix of comics and traditional prose. So Jenny went and wrote the entire thing first, and and we edited it together. And then uh, for the comics, I mean, part of it's just really the fact that we've been doing this long enough, and and I know the character, and I know kind of how we both approach comic rhythms together. Um, I've just gone and handled the illustrations on my own, pretty much. You know, she she gives me directions about, you know, like, multiple panel comic where Baby Mouse imagines she's being sucked into her locker, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, this one was a little bit more separate in terms of Jenny working a lot on the writing and me working a lot on the art, whereas before it was very much back and forth every couple of weeks where one of us would be doing something or other on the book. How about for you, Jenny? Did this feel like a kind of a different animal, either from you know format perspective, since there is so much more you know sort of prose sections and text, but also maybe because of the the middle school setting? Yeah, I, well, I really had a lot of fun with this one. It was nice to get out of um, the sort of the same thing we'd been doing for so many years. I love that we've included movie scripts, just funny little one-offs, a lot of visual jokes without being confined to a classic panel comic strips sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And did you feel like you got to uh, do something, anything different with the the humor as well, given, you know, the slightly different audience? Yeah. I mean, I think that was wonderful. We got to get it. We got to be a little bit snarkier. Um, Baby Mouse is still, I would say, a pretty wholesome character, but she got a little edgier as she's in this book, she's a little, there's a little funnier humor. The narrator has grown up with her. Um, and it's a little bit more mature. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, her friends don't necessarily put up with her as much in this one. Uh, you know, like Wilson, the weasel, who's been her best friend since forever. You know, he, he gets really, he, he takes a lot of grief from baby mouse in the other books. He, he's always there to support her, even if she's not making very smart choices. And, and this one, they kind of all call her on it, I think, uh, which is interesting to see. Uh, Jenny, were there certain um, aspects of her character or maybe of the this, this series in general, things that you felt were like really essential parts of what makes a Baby Mouse book that you were conscious of trying to bring to the new story? I mean, I think the one thing about Baby Mouse as a character, and it mirrors a lot of kids, I think, is she gets very swept up in something and very committed to whatever she's doing. She gets excited about joining the swim team. And in this one, this was kind of a an homage to my previous life to get her excited about being in film. The idea kind of was actually hatched by one of my son's best friends. He and my son and his best friend are always making movies on their iPads, you know, and I thought it was very cute because my previous career before I became a children's author was I was a, I I was a broadcast producer. I was a film producer for 10 years. And so I got to finally put all those film things to good use (laughs) in a book. So, Well, you know, so much of uh, the work that the two of you have done over the past, you know, several years now has been in this sort of comics uh, form. You know, Matthew, what do you, uh, I guess maybe talk a little bit about your, your own history with comics, but also maybe what you think about its power as a storytelling medium, this sort of sequential art kind of narratives. Well, I, 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 I really, when I was a kid, wanted to make uh, newspaper comics. Well, well, actually, what I wanted to make were the collections of newspaper comic strips, like the Charlie Brown and Snoopy and Garfield collections of comics. I, I never realized at the time when I was first reading them that they were comics that had first appeared in daily newspaper strips and then were collected into 
uh, a bound volume. I thought, you know, it was someone's job just to make these little books full of comics, you know, book length comics instead of just like floppy comic books. So that was always my goal. Uh, I had no idea how to get there. So I just always kind of pursued it on the side. Um, I, you know, drew my own comics when I was in middle school. Uh, I studied with a, uh, with the, the political cartoonist for the Philadelphia Inquirer when I was in high school. Uh, when I was in college, I drew cartoons for the school newspaper. And, uh, and even after I got out of college, I was doing, uh, some early web comics. And so I was always trying to just keep my comics going and, uh, had never really given much thought as to how it could be a career because I'd never had heard of anyone making a career other than, you know, Charles Schultz for Peanuts and Jim Davis for Garfield. And that's pretty much it. You know, um, you never heard about anyone else like, oh, yes, I went to school and then I became a cartoonist. You know, you go, no, you go to school and you become a doctor or something. Especially our parents are both medical people. So they were very practical about that sort of thing. So I never imagined I could actually do this. Um, but when Jenny uh, came to me with the baby mouse idea, it finally seemed like an avenue where this was something that we could we could actually tackle. And we were really, at the time, thinking about the fact that there weren't a lot of comics left for kids anymore. When we were growing up, comics were almost all for kids. And then through the 90s and the early 2000s, it became all about comics that were just for grown-ups and there were like no comics left for kids. So we really wanted to make a comic that kids would get into and, uh, and to do it with a children's book author or publisher who had the reach to get it to kids uh, because many kids were not going into comic book shops anymore. So for us, it was really part of it's just the, the power of the graphic novel of the comic is is just getting kids excited about reading, period. Um, you know, we were we were kids who read everything. You know, our 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 dad always joked that, you know, if you got nothing to read, just read the back of the cereal box. You know, there's always something to read. You know, so that was always our attitude. We read whatever we could, whether it was comics or novels or nonfiction or whatever. And uh and and I see now when I'm in schools how much the kids who haven't been reading anything at all are getting psyched up about books because they're able to read these comics and that there's now a huge variety of them available for them to read. Jenny, for you as a writer, do you feel like it, I guess, scratches different itches, whether you're working on, uh, you know, the text of a graphic novel versus, you know, the other sort of fiction you've been writing over the years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that what's amazing about graphic novels and novels that have more visual elements like this new book is that you can, I can have an idea and pass it off to somebody to Matt and he can, um, contribute his vision. So I'm, I'm definitely, I think probably a more unusual author in that I love collaborating. I love the, the mess that you bring when two people are involved. I, when I give Matt art notes, they're very basic. <laughs> like baby mouse walks up to the swim pool. I don't really give him classic art notes, you know, pages of direction. And I think that's part of the fun part about it. I actually, I'm having, honestly, I have a harder time writing novels by myself lately. Um, that's just a much more lonely endeavor, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys talked a bit about your process earlier, but I'm curious when it gets later on and things are, you know, kind of coming together, is there sort of an exchange of notes, whether it's, you know, something involving the text or art? Is that something that's part of uh, what you guys do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we always check in at various points. Um, a lot of times when Jenny's working out the story, uh, she'll, she'll send me a, a draft and say like, 
I'll be reading through and there'll just be a section where I'll be like, Matt, I don't know what to do on this, this scene. Write something funny here to finish it out, you know? So there'll be moments where she's, you know, up against the wall and can't figure it out. Or there's something, it's usually when we're having a problem. If I'm having a problem visualizing what she had in mind for a scene, I'll send that back to her and say, hey, what, what did you want here? Did you want this or something like this? Um, and we're always, you know, because there, we, with, when we're doing the traditional graphic novel, there's so many points where we're touching base throughout that, um, that we're always in sort of constant connection through the work that we're producing. So she'll send me a draft and I'll see that and then we'll send it back and then another draft and I'll see that. Then, then the thumbnails and then I'll see what she's selected out of my thumbnails to use and how she's arranged them. So, yeah. So I feel like we don't, we, we hardly ever like talk on the phone or yeah. anything like that, <laughs> but, um, but we're in constant communication and we're always aware of where the book is essentially. Yeah. I, I don't think we, we don't really have like Skype uh, meetings or no. actually talk to each other very much, but um, it's a, it's a very funny uh, collaboration, but I think what's um, been the most creative part that's come out of it is that over the years when I sent him back layouts, so if I, I usually am the one who lays out the books or I'll, um, write something and, and I'll end up writing snarky comments in the side and those snarky notes have in, been incorporated as art artifacts into the book. So just my commenting has ended up into the book. Um, well, you know, Jenny, you mentioned your, your, your film background a bit. Uh, I'm curious, were there any particular um, aspects of filmmaking or that made it into this book that you're especially pleased with or things that you, yeah, you enjoyed from that perspective? Yeah, so I think a lot, just a lot of it is so, I mean, okay, so my, my most, um, classic thing is I was a producer and there's sort of an unspoken joke in film that everybody wants to be a director. And so, of course, Baby Mouse had to be a director. And just that it's such a, it's such a weird industry. You know, there's so many people involved. Like scouting locations is something that you do all the time and the places where you end up are funny. I'm kind of paging back through it as we talk. Um, just the whole concept of what is a director like? You know, I, I worked with some really wonderful directors and I worked with some really egotistical directors. And, and the other thing that didn't quite make it into the book is that, um, film shoots are actually really boring. You're on set all day. They're actually, it's like watching paint dry. Um, that was a little hard to communicate in the book, but. There is a scene, there is a night scene at the end that uh, I, uh, uh, for for some reason, like most of my friends during college, like I never was actually friends with any of the other English majors or art majors in my school, but I was friends with the, a lot of the film majors and uh, I helped them out with some of their shoots. And I remember a number of night shoots, very much like the night shoot in this book uh, towards the end where uh, it's freezing cold, everyone's outside, the power is going out, no one knows what they're doing, it's a mess, you're running out of time. And, uh, and yeah, and that, that was just usual. So, uh, so capturing that, the very unpleasant aspects of filmmaking, too. And, you know, Jenny, I'm curious, because you guys have been operating in sort of the comic space for, for so long now, I'm curious um, what, if any, reactions you have uh, to the way that maybe the kids' comics have evolved over the past 10 years or so, and especially now that we're, you know, we've also seen this big increase in illustrated middle-grade fiction, kind of like this uh, the new book. I mean, I think we are in what will be looked back on historically as the renaissance of children's um, comics and graphic novels. Uh, the growth has been insane because we've, and we, I feel like we've watched it happen in real time. Baby Mouse came out in 2005 and we were very lonely then. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was like us and Bone. I think that was it at the time. <laughs> and then we were so happy when Raina did uh, the Babysitter's Club, you know, and it was, it was just, 
then we didn't even have a space on the shelf and we and now it's completely exploded there were huge arguments about where you where you shelve them are they with the kids section are they with the comic section do they have their own section are you guys pretty connected to other uh, creators uh, making kids comics these days yeah, so um, w- because it is such a small community, especially at the beginning, there are so few of us that we, we knew everybody who was in the industry. And so we teamed up with uh, with Jared Krasowska, who does the Lunch Lady comics. And uh, and we, we had always been looking for a way for Baby Mouse and Lunch Lady to wind up in a comic book together. And we weren't sure how to do it. And, uh, and we finally came up with this idea to do uh, an anthology where we could also feature other kids' comics artists. So... The three of us acted as editors on it and, and corralled a bunch of people. So we've had most of the, most of the people in kids' comics by now uh, contribute to the, the, the three volumes. The third one's coming out this summer, too. So, uh, so that's, been, that's been great. And uh, it's, it's, it's been exciting. This last one, we really had to sort of like think about who we could and couldn't include. Because now there's actually choices. We're like, oh, there's actually more people now in kids' comics than we can possibly include in a volume. So... So that was really thrilling. And I think part of it is, is that creating these graphic novels is, it is really hard. It is, it's not a, it is a marathon. There, the art production is truly stunning. So the people who are making graphic novels for kids, they are very dedicated. Uh, You know, a 200, say a 200 page graphic novel, that's the equivalent of how many picture books. It's just the sheer amount of art production. It's usually done by just one or two people. Um, We don't really have, most of the creators I know and kids comics that Matt and I know, we don't have sort of the DC Marvel setup where they have like a massive staff to produce um, a series. It's usually just solo creators and some freelancers. So you really have to want to make this stuff because it'll take you two or three years to do a graphic novel. Um, Well, can you guys talk a little bit about what's next for this particular series? How many books uh, you're thinking about, uh, Jenny? So right now we are... um, We've got three books on the horizon. Um, the second book will be coming out next July. So that will be July 2018. It's called uh, Miscommunication. And it's about uh, Baby Mouse's experience with her cell phone, which I think is something that most uh, middle schoolers can appreciate. And then there's going to be a third one the following year, which we're just teasing out right now. And uh, what about picture books, Matt? Is that something you guys are also thinking there'll be more of? Uh, we're not sure yet with the Baby Mouse picture books. We did, we sort of did the first one as a Christmas one because it can stand alone on its own as well as being a uh, start for a full series. But our, our plates are a little jammed right now. So we'd have to actually carve out some time and, and not do some other projects and make another picture book. So, so certainly would, would, it was great fun doing that. And I'd love to do another one. It was actually uh, a really interesting experience for me because I rarely had the chance to read my books aloud to kids. Um, because comics are a, a little bit more of a solo experience when you're reading them. They're not really a read aloud as much. Uh, so most of my presentations are talking about how we make the books and our history and, and introducing the characters and that sort of thing. But it was really fun to have a traditional picture book that I could just read aloud with kids. So um, so I, I definitely would like to do that again. But yeah, we, we kind of don't have the time right now to do another picture book. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, speaking of, maybe uh, you can each talk about uh, what projects you have uh, coming up that readers should be looking out for. I know you mentioned, of course, a, a new comics uh, squad title. But um, Jennifer, what, what do you have... Uh... Uh, in the hopper, I guess. Well, I am. I am in deep in revisions for a sequel to the Fourteenth Goldfish. So hopefully, I will uh, finish that in the next month, <laughs> or my editors hope I will at least. <laughs> so 
So, and then we have another board book, which just so we have the board book series, My First Comics. Uh, I'm Grumpy. I'm Sunny, and um, we just had the third one came out. How many weeks ago, Matt? Like last week was it? Okay. Just like, just like two weeks. Two weeks I'm ago. silly. I'm silly. Yes. And then there's a fourth one coming out in the next winter. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to keep track actually. <laughs> So <laughs> yes, and we have we have Comic Squad Detention also coming out. Uh, I think on the same day as the Baby Mouse book. So we're 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 busy. Oh, and we just had a a little teaser Baby Mouse. Uh, if you can't wait all the way until uh, July for Tales from the Locker, there's a little uh, one that gives you kind of a bit of the flavor of it. A short Baby Mouse story in uh, in Funny Girl, uh, Betsy Bird's uh, anthology that she put together. Excellent. And Matthew, any uh, plans for? You know, other middle grade novels along the lines of uh, your Marvin book? Uh, we are, my co-writer, uh, John Fall and I, we are brainstorming uh, a couple new ideas. We don't have anything uh, set in stone yet, so stay tuned. Very good. And well, and before I let you go, any um, as far as when these books are coming out in the summer, will you guys be getting out there, talking to kids, uh, things like that? Absolutely. So we will be at um, San Diego Comic-Con, which is the ultimate ground zero for kids in comics. <laughs> and um, so we will be talking up. Uh, Baby Mouse will have just come out like a week before Comic-Con in San Diego. So uh, we'll see 100,000 kids and their parents there. <laughs> or maybe 100,000 kids who are adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100,000 40-year-old kids. <laughs> um, well, anyway, congratulations to both of you on the, uh, the book, and uh, thanks for taking time to speak with me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, once again, I've been speaking with Jennifer and Matthew Holm, whose Baby Mouse Tales from the Locker series kicks off with Lights Camera Middle School, out in July from Random House. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast.